I could be doing a uh, triple Lundy into a bowl of semen. By 61, you sorted out, like, how to fuck a pipe. You put the boom boom into my heart. Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you're here. Happy you could join us once again. Episode 27. Hard to believe. Uh... 26 in the books feels like about 100 because we're so fucking good at this. It's ridiculous. Today on the show, oh, real quick, uh, there's a new mailbag on the site. I know I talk about this every time. New mailbag on the site. Email us your questions. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Also, fancy sex, which I've owed for weeks now, but I'm in a better position to collaborate with Fancy Sauce on Fancy Sex now. Among other things. And uh, so send your sex and relationship questions and because uh, we're going to start doing that every week or close to it. Uh, also, Obit, Tony Gwynn died this week. Super sad. Uh, it's always kind of a bummer. Like he died really young and, you know, 54. That's young. Cancer. It's awful. Like everything's sad about it. And then you got you got to kind of go look back. Like I remember I really appreciated, you know, I thought Tony Gwynn was really good. But he's so much fucking better than I even realized. Like you go back and look at his numbers and what he did against the best pitchers. I heard some stat the other day that for a five-year period he hit 320 with two strikes against him. Like think about that for a second. The guy was like impossible to strike out. And he was just a fucking great baseball player and amazing hitter, like a Hall of Famer and just once-in-a-lifetime talent. And he was fat as shit, which is, to me, is a compliment uh, because he was a great athlete. Like, fat athletes are my favorite. Um, they give us hope. They give us other fat guys hope. Um, and, and it's just the guy died, and no one can do anything but say what a cool dude he was. And uh, so that's that's sad. Rip Tony Gwynn. That guy was awesome. Uh, today on the show – oh, also, here's the other thing. Don't like I don't want you talking to me unless it's about the new emojis, okay? Because that's all I fucking care about. There's new emojis coming out. If you're lucky to be in a text relationship with me, you're getting lots of emojis. And I just found out today, I may have tweeted it or I shared it on Facebook. There's new emojis coming. They're coming next month. 250 new emojis, and there's a want. I really want a block of cheese. I feel like I've looked for a block of cheese a lot of times. Somebody said to me, "How is there no taco?" Somebody said that to me today. And you know what? There better be a taco. So, like, I don't – don't start a conversation with me unless it's about the new emojis because I just don't have time, okay? That's what I want to talk to anybody about. You want to you wanna strike up a conversation with me? You better be talking emojis or I, I just don't have time. Okay. Today on the show, the NBA Finals ended and I love – I like – no one knows that because no one was watching them and no one cares. And that to me is hilarious. LeBron James – no three-peat. You know, it's hard to three-peat. You got to be like the Lakers. Like only the Lakers. And the Lakers better get good because that's all anyone cares about. And no one else cares about anything else in the NBA, including the Heat's dynasty or the Spurs' better dynasty. So um, that happened. We'll talk about that in our sports section. Uh, also, the World Cup's going on. And it's like we're supposed to be excited about a sport where it was a really, really big win for us to defeat Ghana. Like, 
like they they struggle to for clean water in Ghana, and they're better than us at soccer. It was like a an upset for us to win. So that's kind of like puts that in perspective for you in terms of the American interest in the World Cup. Like, what's the point? Uh, we we'll talk more about that. And there's a couple other sporty type things we'll get to today. Um, <clears throat> more interesting to me is some guy got his dick stuck in a pipe, which is always my favorite. It's always a that's a fall down situation. Guy got his dong stuck in, in a pipe and he he hung out there for a while thinking he could free it up. He hung out there for like days, like a couple of days until he called for help and that, that's always fun. It's always an accident. It's always I slipped and fell. I didn't mean to have my dick inside of a vacuum hose or it was just an accident. Uh, I didn't mean to put this moose can up my ass. Yeah, I know the lids duct taped on there. But that was just, that's how I keep it in the kitchen, in the bathroom. And I just slipped. I was hanging a picture, slipped, landed on the floor. Next thing I know, moose can up my ass. What, you know, who uses moose, by the way? Um, yeah, so a guy got his dick stuck in a pipe. We're going to talk about that. Uh, STDs are on the rise, specifically gonorrhea, which I thought, like, died in the Middle Ages. But it's around... And it's on the rise. A lot more people are getting it. A lot more people in a certain segment of the population are getting it. And an app is to blame. Technology in charge. Technology has resulted in a lot of things. And included included amongst them is the rise in the gonorrhea. Gonorrhea amongst the the, the populace. Uh, okay. Oh, and also Fancy Pop. If special in-studio Fancy Pop today. Like, about time. Not, no longer are we Fancy Popping from 12,000 miles away. We're going to Fancy Pop from Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters today. Fancy Sauce will be in-studio to hit on a bunch of stories, including, and I'm pretty excited about this, there's a show. I didn't know about this till recently. There's a show called Couples Therapy where couples go and get therapy, and Jenna Jameson's going to be on it. And also The Bachelor. The Last Bachelor, J.P. Galavis and and Nikki. So that's we're going to talk about couples therapy, um, and Jason Siegel. He's on a show. I don't know if he's on the show anymore. I'm. I assume people are aware of who. I'm. I'm only casually aware of Jason Siegel, but I assume he's people know who he is. Um, he's in a new movie, and he has full frontal nudity, and his mom cried when she saw it, which. I know the feeling. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And, of course, The Bachelorette, Ed's favorite subject. Ed Daly loves The Bachelor. And we're going to talk about The Bachelorette and Fancy Pop. And apropos of that, Ed Daly joining us now, co-host Ed Daly, Hoboken, New Jersey. How you doing, Sandwich? <laughs> there you go. That's the yeah. kind of introduction I like, Sandwich. Um, yeah, you are a sandwich. Yeah, sure. We got our gay classification. I'm, we're going to own it. We're owning it. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I had a good uh, Father's Day. I never gave a shit about that day. Like, y you did little, you made a card or something. You did something for your dad. But I never really gave a shit until I realized that's the get out of jail free day for yeah, dads. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, exactly. now as a dad, it's great. Like, I use that day to have my wife take the kids as far away as possible. And I just spend the day by myself. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, um, I, as you know, I'm divorced, and it just, it, this Sunday, this Father's Day happened to fall on a day that I did not have my children, and my ex-wife, I ran into her, and she's like, so, which, like, do you have anything planned this weekend? I didn't know what she was talking about. I'm like, what? 
no, I don't know. I don't have anything planned. And she's like, well, what about like Sunday? Did you, did you want to see the kids? And I was like, what? no, I didn't know what she was talking about. I'm like, oh wait, that's, it's Father's Day. And I, and I thought to myself, well, if I took the kids on Father's Day, wouldn't that make it Mother's Day? <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, no, it's cool. I'll, uh, I'll spend, I'll see them when I see them. And uh, I think I'm going to spend that day alone or not with children at least. Now we, had, I feel like this weekend beyond we Father's Day, a lot of deaths. Yeah, well, we lost Tony Gwynn. Yeah, Tony which is Gwynn terrible. was was really sad, and uh, I I saw the uh, Oberman thing that he did last night, the clip. And you know, I'm not a big Oberman guy, but he had a really good clip, and I think the finishing line was something like everything you hoped he would be, he was. Like he was just the the genuine. Yeah. He wasn't like a Kirby Puckett guy. That, like, a month after he retired, you realized he was a complete monster. He was, like, the lovable fat guy. And then he was a monster. He was, like, dragging women into the, the men's room to rape them or, or something yes. like that. Like, yeah, he became yeah. a goon. Okay. But, like, Tony Gwynn was, like, everybody seems to think he was – it says that he's just, he was just the best. Yeah, there's – no one has ever said a bad word about the guy. He was just the coolest fucking guy and such a great hitter and, I mean, just really – like a hitter. Yeah, and, like, and that's the thing he was. He could hit. Surprisingly underrated. Like, you hear so yeah. much shit about Pete Rose still. And I know it's because he's banned from baseball. But, like, there's still a tons of headlines about Pete Rose. And it's like, that guy is a piece of shit. Yeah, he is. Like, Tony Gwynn was and, a nice and, guy. I saw Pete Rose one time at the Venetian at, like, a folding table in a hallway. And he had velvet ropes around him. And he had his straw hair and, like, one of those hats. Signing autographs. Yeah, and one of those hats that had, like, 40 advertisements that looked like a Japanese uh, outfield wall kind of thing. Yeah. And he was he was charging, like, $10. And people were just leaning over the velvet ropes with their cell phones and taking pictures of him anyway. And he's like, hey, you owe me $10. Like, I mean, just, <laughs> just the worst. He's just a piece of shit. And he's signing balls that say, I bet on baseball. Like, he for, like, nothing. For, like, an extra $5, he'll write that. Like, yeah, you have a good guy like Tony Gwynn, and he was really underrated. The stats they're pulling out are crazy. It's it's crazy how just what a professional hitter, how, how he never struck out. He barely ever made out. He was on pace to hit, or he had a good shot at hitting 400 in the strike-shortened year, and... He's just a stud. He was and and a really good guy. So that's a bummer. But we we lost some other people. We we, we lost we all lost Casey Kasem, which you yeah, know yeah. I, I would say it's sad for a lot of people. It doesn't seem like it's so sad for Jean Kasem. She seemed, no, she seemed to be angling that money for this. Spent. She 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 was allowing him to get bed sores, trying to refuse medical uh, coverage. She she seemed like that's probably the end game for Mrs. Tortelli. Um, yeah, she she had been she had waited him out a long time. Yeah, she was for sure. She was like probably like us when she married him. She thought he was eighty five years old. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's exactly right. She <laughs> didn't expect him to live Wait this a, long, and he was only eighty three. Yeah, I mean, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Wait a second. I just married this guy, and he's only fifty one. Yes, he looked. 87 yeah. when he was 51. But uh, but for I, some like, reason, this weekend, what probably spent, what took up the most of my time was Chuck Knoll. And I'm not a Steelers fan. And I, I recognize he was like one of the famous coaches. Um, yes. His career was winding down as we started watching football. But yes. I I feel like, I feel like it's just unfair when obituaries don't put the cause of death. And so I spent like I spent like twenty minutes yeah. searching to find out what killed him, and it well, just he was said crazy old. old. No, it said old age. He's eighty two. 
Now, yeah. like, if you're 107 or 106 and they just say, well, he just kind of petered out. Like, I get that. But 82, if you didn't have another condition, like, I think it would be pretty surprising if somebody just kicked off. Like, I think... That always that always bugs me when someone's, like, 67 and they're, like, natural causes. Right. Something happened. Like, unless you get hit by a bus, yeah, there's... Everybody dies of natural causes. But no one dies... It's not natural causes to die at 65 years old. Right. Like you, give me a prostate, give me a prostate cancer. Give me yeah. a, you know, infection, just something. And I like, I, does it hurt anyone to tell me what the cause of death is? No, no. And, and, and also like I, I, I had uh, I have a, a high school reunion coming up and oh, yeah, 20 yeah, years. Yeah. 20 years. And I'm not, I'm not going to be there, but of course not. But I, you're a man. You're hashtag hetero. Yeah, but I saw a, that one of my classmates that I didn't really know died. That died, and I was like, oh, well, that's pretty sad. And I look up the, uh, I Google it to see, you know, what happened with this guy. And there's no cause of death. It just says 37 year olds or 38, whatever he was, died. And I, I spent a long, a long time searching a guy who I never actually spoke with, just trying to find out cause of death. I feel like. It's an obsession with mine. I got to know why, how somebody died. Yeah, I want it. Like, put it on my casket. Like, just big, four big letters, AIDS. <laughs> uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Just said, you could just say he went like Michael Hutchins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he rolled out like Kung Fu, David Carradine. <laughs> yeah. S- speaking of uh, sexual uh, conquest, how was, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Well... What was good about it is that my Los Angeles Kings, the dynastic oh. L.A. Kings, oh, my no. team, took care of business against those diagonal name on the uniform, blue-shirted guys from New York, from MSG. Give me this. A, a relatively tight five-game series. Very tight. It actually was for what, you know. It was paper, mostly Lundquist, though. He was facing looks, like two yeah. and a half times the shots. Especially in the, the game three that they won, um, or game four that they won, where Lundquist was just on his head. That that was the one game that the Kings were clearly the better team. Right. And they lost. They got shut out. No. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Lundquist, uh, was a stud. He's a little bit fancy for me. <laughs> We've talked about this. I like, uh, more of rough and tumble, blue collar goalie, like my guy, Jonathan Quick. But yeah, it was actually a close series. Four games to one. My team won. Your team lost. You need to sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> now, first of all, I will say... I'm not really worried about what this says about me because we're on a show where uh, you let it off talking about how you really are excited about emojis. That's right. And we, for about a half hour every week, the bachelors discuss unironically. So that's right. So that's, listen, that's both are true. I could, I could, I could be doing a uh, triple Lundy into a bowl of semen, and it would be less. It would be less, uh, gay. less gay than what has already <laughs> happened on this show. I, we should bet that next year. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I said I'd do one verse, or the loser would do that, one verse. Is that it? One verse. I don't, do I have to get out the tape? I thought you'd go verse, chorus, verse, take us to the bridge. <laughs> I, oh, man. I'm just looking at these lyrics. Oh, yeah. Are we, are we – is it possible – 
that people didn't realize this was this guy was gay for like another decade after this song? Um, this was this David Spade in his yes. HBO special yes. has a bit about this, like how they were pretty much telling us they were gay and we were all too stupid to pay attention. Oh my god. This one verse is going to be rough. Okay, let's go. Do you have the music? I just looked up the lyrics. That's what made me just... I can't believe... The first line is staggering. Yeah, it is. Oh, God. Here we go. Come on. Me, 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 me. Go Kings. Go Kings, go. All right. Yeah. (laughs) This is unreal. It's harder than you thought it would be. All right. Let me see if I can sing this. I'm trying to think. All right. Well, I could just cop out and just say jitterbug four times, but all right. Yeah. All right. You <laughs> you put the boom boom into my heart. <laughs> you send my soul sky high when your loving starts. Jitterbug into my brain. Goes a, <laughs> goes a bang bang till my feet do the same. <laughs> Something's bugging you. Something ain't right. My best friend told me what you did last night. Left me sleeping in my bed. I was dreaming, but should have been with you instead. I mean, come on. That's... You're singing about a dude. Yeah, it's like a dude. <laughs> Wait, I'm just looking at another. I, I, I'll just read this one. The next verse, after Please. he says, wake me up before you go-go, don't leave me hanging like a yo-yo, that whole thing. Then he goes, you take the gray skies out of my way, you make the sun shine brighter than Doris Day. <laughs> what? Uh, all right, Ed. Excellent, excellent job. Well, way to honor your bet. I wanted to do a balls tattoo, so yeah. I'm glad I, you you made out better. As embarrassing as that was, you don't have the Kings logo tattooed on your sack right. today. But maybe we'll bet that next year. Um, so tell me, enough of the pleasantries. Let's talk sports. Like the NBA Finals popped off. I wasn't paying attention. Were you? Well, not not particularly, but because I'm not really – I'll watch any NCAA tournament game. Sure. But when it comes to pro basketball, I watch the Knicks, and then when they're eliminated, I really don't care. Um, Same. um, But unlike the the hockey five-game series, the the finals was five games, but it was not at all close. No, it was – it certainly was not. The Heat just got taped, and – the big three went down, and there's talk of all three opting out of their contracts and maybe not returning. Brian, what what do you think? What do you think about the big three? Um, I'm just happy that everyone else is like me, and that no none of us gave a shit about the NBA Finals. Like, did you? Did anybody ever? Did anybody talk to you about the NBA Finals? Like, I listened to a lot of sports radio. I didn't hear anybody talking about it. I I, ser- I didn't know it was over until the next day. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it's – the Heat are boring. The Spurs are super boring. They're that, like, good kind of boring. It's like, oh, they're fundamentally sound. Right. And and I love that people are giving LeBron James shit about getting cramps Yeah. in the first game. Yeah, and it wasn't like, at, like, 120 degrees on the floor. Yeah, Popovich turned off the air conditioning. He was working a mind game. And let's be honest, like – Cramps are a motherfucker. You ever oh, wake up yeah. in the middle of the night with cramps from getting too drunk and you're dehydrated? I got one randomly in one race, and it was bad. I just like tried to work through it, but it was it felt like somebody was squeezing my calf. 
Yeah, it's you can't. Your the muscle freezes and you can't move. Like the, the guy was fucked up. Uh, and let's be honest, the Heat didn't lose because LeBron James had cramps. They lost because they couldn't hang with the likes of Boris Diaw. Yeah, my 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 thing is all these announcers are now like defending him, saying like, "Well, you can't go bad on LeBron James. His teammates let him down." And first of all, LeBron James deserves all the shit he takes because he cherry picked his teammates. He cherry-picked yeah, the whole true. thing, so you can't blame it on the teammates. And then, you know, the whole thing. He he went into that situation and had that victory parade before they played their first game together. And he had that press conference where he hand-selected Jim Gray. He wanted Jim yeah. Gray to, to the be worst. the announcer. Like, the worst. Yeah. So, like, he deserves all the shit. Like, he, he, he set it up. He played with a guy who's already a finals MVP. So he was chasing the championship. So when he doesn't win, he deserves to get shit on. Yeah, Dwayne Wade got old really, really, really quickly. He's not going to opt out because he has a player option and right. he's going to opt in because no one's going to give him any money. Uh, LeBron James can opt out, and you know I'm not a huge LeBron James fan, but if he, you know, if he wants to come to the Lakers, <laughs> yeah, if, we'll take him. If he wants to go to the Knicks, he wants to take a huge pay cut. And they they also yeah. talk about uh, the, them pursuing. Uh, Carmelo, they all take less money, but Carmelo would have to take seventy million dollars less over a contract. Like as much as you want a championship, there's no way he's taking seventy million less. No, I feel like he really. Every day I wake up, that Carmelo Anthony hasn't announced his divorce from Lala. <laughs> I'm surprised. So I feel like he needs to get all the. Well, first of all, he needs to announce his divorce before he signs a contract. So he can keep that contract. That's right. But he needs to get all the money he can get because eventually he's him and Lala are going to get a divorce and he's going to have to give half to her. So I would not I, – I would suggest if I were representing or I had the ear of Carmelo Anthony that he might want to stay with the Knicks and take all the money he can get. Right. Take do the Or do the bang-bang thing where you declare the divorce and then opt out. The next day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the move. That's the move right there. Um, all right, next. In the World Cup yesterday, the United States squad heroically defeated Ghana in the final minutes. And people were talking about the rivalry and, and how great it was to overcome. And, of course, one other thing. The box score lets, lists minutes with an apostrophe like it's saying 86 feet. They scored at 86 minutes. Another, yeah, another reason to hate that. Yes, so confusing. Well, you sorted this out. In a blog post at theballerlifestyle.com, better than I've seen anybody. You you fixed soccer in five bullet points better than any – more succinctly than anyone I've ever seen. And one of your points was that the team – the groupings should be based on GDP. Right. And nowhere is this – like – the United States should be embarrassed to even have to play Ghana. Like the the are they Ghanaese yeah. players? Ghanaese like Ghanaese Ghanaese players don't even have enough nutrition to train to become proper athletes, and we're celebrating a big victory over a, a, a country where. Thirty bucks a month is a good paycheck. Think, think about this. this. This was the the key thing that was revealed yesterday before the game. That in Ghana they had to purchase 50, 50 megawatts of electricity from its neighboring country, the Ivory Coast, so they could power all of the televisions in their country. And they also had power plants had to be uh, 
taken off maximum capacity, and Volta Aluminum, the nation's largest smelter and a large drain on electricity, had to slow production during the yes. match so everyone yeah. could watch watch Ghana. Uh, so these people literally have nothing, and we're supposed to be happy about taking away the only joy they could have had from beating the United States. Yeah, everybody, everybody stop smelting. Everybody hold up yeah. on the smelting. Yeah. We got a soccer game to play. Like, if there's a sport where the United States needs to be excited about defeating Ghana, it's time we as a nation rally together to combine our efforts and agree as a country to quit playing that sport. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the picture they showed with the, with the article, it showed like 35 people curved around a crummy curved screen TV. It's not uh, like these people even have HD. Tube TV. A tube yeah. TV. Uh-huh. How can they even – and that big field. Like it's hard enough to watch the game in, in HD with a camera so far away so you can see everything that's happening yeah. on the field. Yeah, don't, don't even worry about the running water issue. These people have tube TVs. Yeah, we don't need to dig them wells. We need to get them television sets uh, out there. These poor people, and we're, we're supposed to be happy about it. Like I wrote in the column, beating them – it just feels like you're one of the guys standing by on Halloween in the Karate Kid when they're just taking turns teeing yeah, off on on Daniel right. Larusso. That's right. You're you are that psychopath, uh, Bobby or no Dutch, Dutch Dutch was Dutch. the psychopath of the, of the Cobra Kai. You're right. you're just Dutch. Steve, you're just that waiting was Steve, there to beat some ass. Steve McQueen's son, I believe. Oh, was it? Wow. I think so. Chad McQueen, I think. You have so much knowledge. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let's let's quit with the soccer. Like right. to, and I also like this. They're like, okay, here's what we need to do to have a chance to get out of group play. Also, we're in the group of death, and every single World Cup we're in, we're always in the group of death. Yeah, it's always maybe it's just it's, the, yeah, we're poor not United States. Poor yeah, United so, States. Yeah, so here's here's our plan. This is every pundit or every analyst um, recommendation for what the U.S. needs to do. They need to beat Ghana. Okay, check. We've done that. Right. Then they need to really, 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 really hope for a tie. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we can tie against Portugal, a country yeah. where all of the young people are going to, like, Albania to find jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, what a joke. We're, our, our best chance to get out of group play. And then we got to hope that Ghana beats Germany or something. So we really, really just, come on, let's tie Portugal. Yeah. I have a buddy that goes to uh, goes to the last couple of World Cups. He goes with some buddies and they, I mean, really, it's it's a mission down to uh, to Brazil. I told him to uh, yeah. make sure to check for penises first. Oh, for sure. But, uh, but anyway, he, he was at the last one and he was like, talking about what an exciting match when the United States beat, like, Ivory Coast. And he's like, you don't understand, it's really exciting. I was like, eh, yeah, it's still the Ivory Coast. Yeah, it was like, yeah, Ivory Coast. Like, they're, that, that's like a it's sort of rich African country, but not. I mean, we should be playing, like, Japan, Germany. That's right. Maybe the UK or, uh, yeah. China. China, sure. Like, r- real places where people, like, have enough to eat. Right. The power and eight running water, right. yeah. The power eight countries. Um, all right. Well, and one last thing about soccer. The other day, I'm dropping my kid off at school, and one of the dads goes, "Hey, uh, did you uh, do you see the game yesterday?" And it was the day after the um, 
the Heat had lost the finals. And I said, well, I'm a Knicks fan. I didn't really tune in too much to the, the finals. And he goes, no. I was talking about Croatia versus uh, Mexico or something like that. Like, I was like, what, what do you mean the game? What, what universe am I in where that is considered the game? You know, I thought of you because I saw, first of all, Bosnia-Herzegovina has a team. <laughs> yeah. And to a man, each and every player on the team had creative facial hair. Of course they did. And one guy had, a like, a big floppy, like, top thing on his hair where the sides were all oh, shaved. No. And the top was, like, real long, but, like, <laughs> styled and trained so he could comb it over and what, kind of flock of seagulls? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, so I, I, I thought of you when I saw that. Ugh. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, all right, finally, an analysis of Major League Baseball fans conducted by Emory Sports Marketing compared fan demand with winning percentage. And it was really to find out who are the most ban, uh, bandwagon fans. And right. Phillies fans ranked number one. Next in line were the fans of the Orioles, A's, and White Sox. What, what do you think about Philly coming in number one in bandwagon? Uh, that's, well, I don't, what do I think? Well, they're definitely not the type to go, although I feel like they would buy tickets just so they could like throw batteries at their players and cause they'll really, really turn on their own guys. They probably hate Jimmy Rollins now and whoever, Ryan Howard and Chase Utley. Now I'm just naming players. Uh, they, it doesn't surprise me that they'd be like, uh, fuck the Phillies. Like when they're. When they start to go bad. But I also sort of have a different, like, you don't want to be known as an area to have the the fans that go out and support the team no matter what. Well, the, uh, the first column I ever wrote on the Baller Lifestyle was about how all fans are terrible. And the Cubs are sort of impervious to losing because they've become like sort of a national thing. It's cool. You and I go to their games. Like, you know, we try to make a pilgrimage once a year to go to their games. Like they sell out or they do well no matter what, because it's a, it's like one of the coolest places to watch a a game and, and Mm -hmm. the whole area around it's a party. But beyond that, everybody's New York, especially I live, I live in this area and Corporate seats make it look like they're always selling out. But if the, right. if the Yankees are like in third place, like if they're not like in first place and everything's going well, people don't go. People do not go. But those corporate seats are they're still sold, so it it technically is a, is you know could be a sellout or whatever the capacity they do. But it's it doesn't mean that the fans are any better in New York versus versus Baltimore. And I I know as an Orioles fan. That they're number two on the list, but they had Peter Angelos, who just pretty much beat the fans into the ground for That's a true. decade and a half. And so finally they stopped coming, and then they started winning again. People were like, all right, I guess we'll go again. And I can't blame them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a Dodger fan, and I'll go. Like, my kid likes to go. I don't really live that close to Dodger Stadium, so I'll go to, like, a game a year. And right. it doesn't really matter. Sometimes a few, but... It doesn't really matter whether they're winning or losing. I just right. go for the experience of going to a game. And, but I'm sort of on the I'm on the train of you sort of want to be a bandwagon fan. There's there's nothing worse than the guy who lives and dies with his team and he's like, all I care about is Minnesota Wild hockey. <laughs> like, just tell me how the Wild did today. That's all. That's all I want. I will not die a happy man until the Atlanta Hawks win a title. 
And it, well, I, I even I'm okay with people who are really into a team, I'm but not. but then don't go to the game and support them financially if they're putting a shit product on the on the field or court. That's true. Yeah. Right. Go, like go if, bandwagoners. Watch, watch it. Watch it on TV. But like, don't support the don't support the assholes like Peter Angelos or the the Phillies are like the losingest team in history. I remember they 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 lost their their yeah, two thousandth game games. or something like yeah. that. Like they they've been beaten down. So yeah, when times are good, they can go. But like, fuck the ownership when times are bad. You know what I? You know what would get me to a Phillies game is if they went back to those. Um, remember how everybody had a light blue version of their uniform? Those were pretty I mean, not, sweet. Not real teams like the Dodgers, but the Phillies had a sweet light blue setup that they used to rock in the in the late seventies and early eighties. Right. They rock those. I'm going to a game for They're, sure. How about like yeah, the White Sox had the fly collars. Yeah, yeah, totally. The, the uh, Pirates had the pillbox hats. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The the, um, the pirates had those with the with the three rings around them, the I, square yeah, hats. I think the I think the Indians might have had fly collars too. Yeah, yeah. Those are pretty sweet. Yeah, go back to the old days of funny looking uniforms, and I, the White Sox played in shorts a few times, yeah, like a softball like, team. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on that. So Phillies, you want me to come to a game? Go back to those those uh, light blue numbers you used to rock in the early '80s. All right, All that's right, sports. Ed. That's everything. Yeah, that's we hit it all. Like we're we're where you go. One stop when you shopping. Know about, yeah, when you know about sports, right? Uh, when you need to know about sports, and we're also where you need to go when oh someone, like anybody, you see a story about somebody getting their dick caught in something, send it to me. Okay, they're this always entertaining. Every single one of them is entertaining. They are pretty good, and here's one. I'll just read it to you. Chinese man gets penis stuck in pipe. Waits two days to call for help. <laughs> Leon Tien, 61. It's a little old for these types of shenanigans. Yeah. I figure by 61, you sorted right. out like how to fuck a pipe. Right. You you figured it out what can can't be done. You're 61 goddamn years old, Leon. Yeah, I mean, get your shit together, buddy. How like how often is he ready to masturbate? Like he he, he probably gets one shot a week. He he knows how to do it, and here he is. He's stuck in a pipe. He says he was painting in the nude. Well, who do, who doesn't paint in the nude? Yeah, Van Gogh cut off his ear. Maybe he was a little eccentric. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, the, that paint gets all over your clothes. So sure. just. You're painting, the, you know, the ceiling or whatever. It starts dripping down. Just paint naked. Who hasn't dabbled in watercolors while airing out the old snorkel? Absolutely true. When he slipped and fell into a pipe that connected to his building's air conditioning unit. Uh, what? Tien, they have air conditioning in China? And Tien is it on the it, floor? Like, what kind of fall is that? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Tien said it took him so long to call... Because he thought no one would believe his story, and no one does. <laughs> Rescue workers were able to release his manhood from the pipe after a four-hour procedure to cut it off. Not his dong. Good, the pipe. good God. Uh, what, what, what do you think, Ed? What do you think about this guy's story? Well, one, that four-hour procedure, I think you're supposed to do that, that situation where the guy got caught in the rock and cut off his arm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't... I. And I Aaron love that, Ralston. like, you're, think, you're, you're worried about, like, the, the local people finding out. I mean, we are ac- literally across the world, and we know his exact name. Leon Tien. Yeah, Leon Tien, and he's 61 years old. Chances are, 
Well, I don't know. I would say chances are he's got grandchildren, but then again, if he's fucking air conditioning vents, possibly he has not found anyone to procreate with. Yeah, apparently that that could be an issue. And I I gotta wonder, like these guys that are trying to reinvent the wheel in terms of jacking it, like is the reward ever worth the risk? Like, why can't people just do it like the rest of us? Yeah, what 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 could what could an air conditioning pipe do that your hand couldn't? Right, that's exactly right. Yeah, just do it the normal way, like and, in your girlfriend's panties. And <laughs> not not to cast aspersions on Chinese people, but how small was that pipe? Tiny pipe. I think that's what everyone was thinking. Also, like if you go in there ridged up, like full attention. That's right. What you'd think the turgidity would go away. Right. Yeah, once once the tumescence wears off, just wiggle that little worm out of there, Leon. Like I feel like he could have. <laughs> Who has got a sort of two day erection? Or Ed. Maybe there was another Chinese guy at the other end of the pipe <laughs> and they were pulling apart and the and the pipe was like kind of woven together and the the pressure from the two two people at either end of the pipe pulling it apart only made the pipe tighter. <laughs> it was like Chinese cocktail. Yeah. It's like the uh the finger cuffs. Yeah, right, finger cuffs. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm I'm glad to see Leon Tian is out of there. I'm glad his penis is okay that he got out of those Chinese dick cuffs that he was in. Um, <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. This ad, this, uh, this will probably affect you. Yeah, because it's about anonymous gay sex. Uh, Ed, <laughs> after after uh, singing uh, the Wham song, I, I'm I'm guessing yes, it's going to be a problem in my life. Th- that's right. I know you have this app on your phone, Ed Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and also grindering is now a verb, apparently. Breaking, this is the headline, breaking, grindering leads to gonorrhea. Log on, hook up, get STD. Not exactly a selling point for sex on demand apps, but it's a growing reality for their users looking for love but not an STD. Get off the phone and into a gay bar. Turns out gay bars, less chance of gonorrhea. (laughs) So suggests new research published today in the journal Sexually Transmitted Infections. Uh, I like to keep that journal by my bed. Like I go to the beach on the weekends. I like to do a little light reading. I bring a couple of vintage copies of Sexually Transmitted Infections. One of my favorite mags. Epidemiologists. Wow. From the Los Angeles Yeah, LGBT Center, UCLA, and Los Angeles Department of Public Health conducted a massive study of 7,184 self-identified HIV-negative gay and, Ed's category, bi-curious men who checked in at a specific sexual health center in Los Angeles. Researchers wanted to see if the efficiency of geosocial networking phone apps, Sex on Demand, would increase the rates of sexually transmitted infections and HIV for men. Well, I'll sum it up for you. Turns out it didn't. The rates were the same for HIV, but they were 25% higher for gonorrhea for people that used Grindr versus people that got their anonymous sex at the Harbor Bathroom, which is, I hear, a good place to get it. Um, Chlamydia went up. Gonorrhea went up, while other 
uh, infections, HIV, and syphilis stayed the same. Ed, as a guy that has this app on his phone, will this change the way you get your anonymous gay sex? I think this here's, – here's where being a gay guy is both a gift and a curse. Where – you and I yeah, are, you can always get laid. Gay guy you you and I are both on record saying that how great gay guys are. They don't they don't awesome. have the bullshit like these guys know what they want and they get after it. But the problem is with that mentality when it comes to sex like there there's no there's no hesitancy, there's no slowing down the process. Guys are right. just getting after it. So an app like this like yeah, these guys are just fucking and like I I have known gay guys in my life because my wife is in in advertising so you yeah, yeah you know stuff and yep. you would know guys who just randomly would would go into men's rooms and just fuck dudes like there was no hesitancy like yeah that gay, shit really happens yeah gay guys are awesome in their their aggressiveness and no games but the downside is yeah nobody's pumping the brakes on STDs yeah, well, as as we obviously we talk, we have a big gay listening audience. We talk a lot about huge. We talk a lot about gay subject matter here, and so we just wanted to make sure the study was available to our many, many, many gay listeners and let them know, hey, hey, wrap it up, dude. Wrap, like, wrap it up, yeah. We're we're singing we're singing wham for you. The least you could do is wrap it up. <laughs> Yeah, take care of yourself. Don't get gonorrhea, which I thought was eradicated in the 19th century, but apparently not. Um, Ed, really excited about this. Uh, first of all, great job on all the topics. Yeah. We're going to get to the segment everybody's waiting for in a minute. But first, we need to get to our new feature on the show. Of course, I'm talking about how fucking old is this guy? Oh, yeah. All right. We, we, we did it for the first time last week. We talked about this. This this. Come, comes up often. It's come up with Casey Kasem, who just died at 83. Ed and I thought he was 83 in 1983. Uh, so there's a lot of people out there living that you would assume ha- should be dead by now, but they were really much younger in your childhood than you thought they were. Each week, Ed and I bring our own and we try to guess how fucking old is this guy? Ed, would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? You go first. Okay, Ed, this comes off a theme from last week. Uh, Last week, of course, my how fucking old was this guy was Charo, who came in at a sprightly either 63 or 68, depending on which website you looked at, which is crazy because we thought she was 50 in 1985. Uh, But this came up again this week when you posted a a column to the website about cruises. It made me think of this person. He was on the Mary Tyler Moore show in the 70s, looking very old and very bald. He then got his captain's license and steered the Pacific Princess around the waters of Acapulco from 1977 to 1986 with his main man, Gopher, Isaac the bartender, that pimp Doc, Julie the neurotic cruise director, and his super annoying daughter, Vicky. Of course, I'm talking about the le- legendary Gavin McLeod. Ed, how fucking old is Gavin McLeod? I think I'm going to nail this within two or three years. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to go on record. All right, Gavin McLeod, if he was on the Mary Tyler Moore show looking pretty old, I'm guessing that show was like 70. I remember looking up after the show last week, 
I had to just confirm you were you weren't lying to me on Charo. And right. the Love Boat started in seventy seven. So I'm gonna say right. when the Love Boat started, he was I mean, he looked like he was in his mid fifties and Mary Tyler Moore. So I'm gonna say he was about sixty eight in nineteen seventy seven. Uh we're gonna thirty 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 seven Years ago, and what did I say? He was 67 then. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do 7 plus 7. That would make him 74. Yeah. yeah. He's... That would make him 114. <laughs> is, Gavin, is Gavin McLeod 104 years old? I, yeah, that's right, 104. Uh, Give or take two years. And I was very, very shocked <laughs> to see that Gavin McLeod is still with us. Uh, I thought for sure he had passed away because I thought also thought he had crested the century mark 10 years ago. Turns out Gavin McLeod, born Alan George C. in Mount Kisco, New York in 1931, is actually what? only 83 years old today. 1931? That means he was 46 when the love yes. started? yes. He, what? When we thought he was in his seventies, he was he was forty six years old. <laughs> oh my god! He was seven years. I'm gonna be forty six in seven years. He was seven years older than me when he was all bald and old looking, driving, the, piloting the love boat around oh my, Acapulco. My god! I can't. Okay, what, what what do you got for me? Oh, I'm 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 a little bit floored. All right, let's let's go with. What one of the the great movies of the eighties, The Karate Kid? Oh, classic! Now we all knew Daniel Larusso was a little bit older That's than right. than high school age. But I'll That's just right. flat out say Ralph Macchio at the time was twenty two, so he's fifty two now. It was thirty years ago. Okay, yeah. Pat Morita, he's died, but what age would he be today if he were alive? <laughs> what? He died, he died like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that movie was made in, what, 83? Yeah. And then keep in mind, Happy Days was, what, around the same time as The Love Boy, like 76 or yeah. 7. Yeah. Okay. So in 83, I'll be conservative. He looked about, uh, I don't know, like 55 or so. Um, that would that would be Make It Today. We're in 2014. So that's 31 years ago. 55 plus 31. Pat Morita is 86 years old. Pretty solid. He would have been 81. <laughs> he was 51 when they filmed Karate Kid. Or yeah, he looked He looked about 79. Yeah. But I had to sandbag a little bit. Yeah, you 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 came in pretty close. That's I think in this game, if you're within 5 years, you've you've knocked yeah. it out of the park. I missed Gavin McLeod by 2 decades. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you thought he was 80 years old in 1985. Like, that, that's pretty crazy. Uh, well, I like this game. I got I to gotta start yeah. looking around. Hey, we'll take your suggestions yes. for this, by the way. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. We're really into how fucking old is this guy. Right. Let's yeah, do it. Send him to us. Uh, okay. In studio, Ed. Wow. Long, yeah. long time out of studio. Long time, like more than a hundred days. Right, a lot of solitaire like, being played over there. Nearly, like I may or may not have been working up to an ultimatum, and just be like, "Look, 
if you're not in studio by a certain date, you won't be allowed in studio ever again. <laughs> uh, but I didn't have to do that. She made it here many, many hours, many, many plane rides. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce, everybody's favorite segment of the show. It's, I know it's Ed's favorite because we talk about his favorite show, The Bachelorette, and we're going to get to that today because a lot of stuff popped off on The Bachelorette. Plus, there's just other really interesting things happening that we hashtag heteros don't know about. Of course, it's time for Fancy Pop with Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey guys! Hey, Fancy! Welcome, Hi. welcome back to the welcome studio. Back. How are my sandwiches doing? Ah, very sandwich-like. Ed, I can't wait to hear your song. Mm, it's it's something to behold. The lyrics yeah. are insane. <laughs> it was it was something else. I couldn't contain my laughter. I saw you laughing. Yeah, it it was a lot to handle, and I can't wait to re-listen to it. So, Kate. Yeah, I'm back. Tell us. You're back. You're in studio. It's a, you've got a renewed vigor. You're looking very, very fit, and you're glowing. And I don't, I don't know what that could, what could cause that. But I'm very, very happy you're here. I'm very, very happy to see you in studio on the Baller Lifestyle podcast. Tell us, Kate, what is going on in Fancy Pop? What is going on in the world of pop culture? Okay, so apparently, um, you guys know who Jason Segel is. He was yes. On that TV show How I Met My Mother. Right? That's what I was. Tr- was that show? That's what I was trying to talk it? about earlier. I feel like people know who he's he been in is. A lot of, no, like, but um, he's funny. Off. He's funny. He's in uh, like I Love You, Man was a pretty funny movie. He's funny. He's a funny yeah, guy. He's a funny guy. He he does like one thing, but he does it really well. He's he's in This Is Forty which... and Sarah, Sarah Marshall. He was good at forgetting that. Sarah Marshall. Forgetting yeah. Sarah Marshall was his big, I think, um, breakout kind of where he carried. Yes, that right. Movie. Yes, he was the star of the movie. Anyway, um, I think he wrote the movie. If you guys saw uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, in one of the beginning scenes, yeah. uh, there's a shot of him, um, a full frontal nude yeah. shot of him, yeah. where he stands there for quite a few seconds. Lots right. of meat. Naked. Lots of meat in that scene. Right. What's, how's he... I, I don't... I have seen that movie. I don't recall... Ed, what's... what's how's his cock? I would say it's... It's he's probably a big guy. it's a funny scene because he's a large guy. Like he was a basketball yeah. player. He's he's a like a probably six four six five guy. Um, so maybe it looks a little out of proportion. But I think the joke was that he was not particularly hung. But for me, I looked at it and I, I was thinking I, I could settle for that. I'd be all right with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at a picture right now. Yeah, I mean it doesn't it's proportioned to him. He's Clearly, he's got nothing to be embarrassed about. Right. Apparently, though, his mom wasn't uh, expecting that. She hadn't been given a heads up. And you guys might, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but she started crying when she saw it. Uh, I mean, I can relate to that because many, many have cried. <laughs> I've, I've never, yeah, I've never brought my mom, I've, I've never showed off my, my meat to my mom. But yeah, I, I would say I've never gotten applause. I'll say that. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, I mean, mine is very pretty. I would say that. Like mine it's, is. It's 
Mine is could definitely like be in like some art, like some modern art. Oh, really? Yeah, like I, it could have its portrait done for sure, but it is not. It is not overly impressive in its size. Um, here's the here's like, wouldn't your mom cry if she saw you naked? Like, how, how do you old? not give your mom a heads up on that one? Yeah, like mom, that's don't. Weird. That's odd. And it's pretty early in the movie, right? It's yeah, the mom, breakup like, with just Sarah Marshall. Heads up, like I'm nude in the beginning of this film. Yeah. So she started crying, and apparently she followed it up with a mass email to family members, saying, "I would like to inform you all that Jason has chosen to do full frontal nudity. However, it is not gratuitous and is essential to the plot because she didn't want any other family members getting the shock that she that she got." Yeah, that is, yeah, give a heads up, like, hey, mom, maybe this one's not for you, or show up, you know, hang out in the lobby a little bit, or, you know. There is nothing worse, though, than, I don't know, like, if you guys have had this happen to you, but watching a really uncomfortable sex scene with your parents, like, not on purpose. The first awkward sex scene, well, maybe the only awkward sex scene I ever saw with my parents was, I was sitting on the couch next to my mom during the love scene in Witness. When uh, right. Kelly McGillis and Harrison uh-huh. Ford are just fucking in a barn, and I'm sitting next right. to my mom, I'm in like third grade. It was not good, <clears throat> not good. Um, I okay. One time I went to the movies with my grandmother. <laughs> Wait, when? And this is. I hope you're like twelve. This is no. I was probably like nineteen. Okay. What? And we went and saw this Liam Neeson vehicle. Um, about, it was, it was like trying to capitalize on the popularity of Braveheart. So it was sort of a medieval, no, you know, it was like an old timey mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Rob, Swords and horses. Rob Roy. Oh yeah. Oh, I've seen that movie. Yeah. yeah. Liam Neeson. I believe, I believe Jessica Lang is in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's a rape scene mm-hmm. at one point. And it like happens, and my grandmother's sitting next to me. Grandma Adele? No, my she's since passed. Grandma Maggie. Yeah. And uh, at, so it all happens, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm sitting next to my grandma. My my grandma was uh, from Guatemala, and she. And then I realized that she wants to address. And then the movie goes on a little bit, and then I realized she needs she she would often need things sorted out for her, things explained during movies. And so at one point she leaned over to me and she called me, she, she called me by my full, full name, Brian Wade. And she goes, <laughs> Brian, Brian Wade. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, how can she be pregnant if he did her from behind? <laughs> and I'm oh my like, God. What did you say? I did just kept looking at the screen and I'm like, uh, I don't I don't know. <laughs> and then she... You're like, I'm as clueless as you. You know what that she, means, Brian. Then, yeah. Yeah, I do know what that means. Then she sat <laughs> Then she sat back in her seat and waited like about 30 seconds. And then she went, ah. Like she she had sorted out the physiology of the oh, whole situation. No. The logistics. Yes. That's, that's actually worse than the time I had explained to my grandmother just a few years ago what the whole hullabaloo was about Jerry Sandusky and Joe Paterno. 
Oh yes, yes. <laughs> She's like, but I just don't understand. What 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 was he doing? What what happened? I was like, oh, grandma. I'm not I'm not sure. I really want to get into this right now. Yeah, that's what that's what Joe Paterno went with as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that okay, is just... that is an incredible story, Brian. I that is a good story. Yeah, but rest in peace, Grandma Maggie. <laughs> uh, okay, next story. I, I, I got to get all these pictures. Uh, there's certain pictures Jason Siegel's cock does look kind of small, but not like super embarrassingly small. Okay, Kate. Next story. What else is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in fancy pop? Um, just quickly. Um, I know I talk about Kanye a lot, but he is my, and I think he's our collective favorite narcissist. Oh, he's the worst. Um, yeah, well, he has been talking, um, he actually gave a talk at the Con Lion Festival, and that is the world's biggest annual awards show for um, professionals in the creative community. That's where my wife is right now. <laughs> right. Wow. We have some friends on their way on their on their way there mm-hmm. right now. So he gave a talk, and he he in the talk he explained that he worked on his wedding photo for four days before it was good enough for Instagram. That's right. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, because Kim like Kardashian's like the most popular person on Instagram. So. He now curates her pictures for her, and apparently um, they had lined up Annie Leibovitz to take their wedding photos, but she pulled out. Oh, really? Apparently, she pulled out. He said he he claimed it was because he thinks she was scared by the idea of celebrity. Like she's never been in contact with celebrities before. Yeah, right. Well, not not aside from her entire uh, career. What right, has she not, done with right. celebrities? But she's the brightest shining star there is. So he's priceless. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so he's, he, this is, um, from the talk. He says, I'll tell you a little story about that kiss photo my girl put up. We, and this was pissing my girl off during our honeymoon. Cause she was exhausted cause we worked on the photo so much because Annie Leibovitz pulled out of the wedding. He's like, I still want my wedding photos to look like Annie Leibovitz's photos. So we sat there and worked on that photo for four days because the flowers were off color and uh-huh. stuff like that. It, because it's a that's picture what of them Kim was kissing, like behind that wall of flowers that they had. Um, anyway, well, yeah. I, else. I, I, I mean, if it took her four days, it it makes sense because she looks like she has to take off her shoes to count past ten. So, <laughs> like, I, I guess because there's like eight filters. Like, how long could it take? And it ended up being the number one photo liked photo ever on Instagram. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. High five, you guys. Good for you guys. That's awesome. Enjoy it until you get divorced. He also said, if people are saying you're wrong, it's probably a good sign you're a genius. Rome wasn't built in a day. The internet is our new Rome. (laughs) That is awesome. Uh, Yeah, he's the worst. Uh, And he doesn't need to have it. Like we've discussed, he does have a talent, and yet... He, yeah. he he he's like he doesn't need to be doing. He that. does the same shit that the Kardashians do because they uh-huh. don't have a talent. Right, that's exactly right. He could just make music, and that would be enough. Like he doesn't realize that. Okay, Kate, next story. Um, okay, here's a show that I'm going to be watching: season five of VH1's Couples Therapy, starring our favorite porn star. Is she from Orange County? No, she's like from Vegas or something. She is. Yeah, but she just lived here or lived here. She did live here. Yeah. Um, she's going to be starring in this with her, um, her new boyfriend. Couples therapy 
Jenna Jameson is going to be a character on the reality show, Couples Therapy. And now, here's what I wonder. Like, everybody comes in with their partner. Like, I know Juan Pablo Galavis and Nikki are going to be a couple. Does Jenna Jameson come in? She's like, okay, I'm here with my partners. And then it's just like 14 dudes. <laughs> I'll roll it. Like, we're here for therapy. And it's like all like a bunch of convicts that look like they've been, they've been huffing paint all night roll in. She's like, these are my boyfriends. Or, or like, or they bring somebody in and they're like, uh, uh, what, what's your issue with her? And, uh, the guy's like, well, I'm having some trust issues because I've seen her swallow 1600 gallons of semen. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's going to be good. Also, Juan Pablo and Nikki are going to be on Wait, that. how are yeah. they yeah. already in couples show. therapy? Didn't that no, show like, wasn't that... What four months ago? Three months? Yeah, ago? exactly. They they're they're on any show that will have them therapy. Here's a pro tip for me for relationships. Yeah. yeah. If you find yourself in couples therapy in the yeah, first year, up. the first year of dating, right? Just break up. Pull like, the record. Yeah. Just call it quit. It's a sign. Yeah. At, well, I'll, I'll I'll look forward to that. Maybe we'll do some recaps. We'll see how it plays out. We'll start That's, watching it. And is, see what's are there happening. other are there other famous people, or she's the token famous person? Um, Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Oh, Jersey. East Orange. <laughs> yeah, Jersey in the house. Um, who are the other people? And, and he's famous for the song OPP, Other People's yeah. Pussy. Right, exactly. Yeah. Some guy that was on for Big Brother, which I don't watch, so. No. Um, and someone from Jersey Shore, Dina Cortez and her boyfriend. Oh, oh more Jersey. It's Jersey yeah. all over the place, Ed. Yeah. Jersey homecoming. Although I, I read somewhere at one point in time, like almost the entire cast of Jersey Shore was from New York. Oh, such a bummer. Yeah, yeah they're they, like they Staten Island. They weren't real Jersey people. They just transplanted them to Jersey Shore. Oh, they were fake Jersey there's, there's tons of trash in the area they filmed it, but I, I don't sure. think they actually used Jersey people. Such a bummer. Anyway, I'll be watching that show and giving you guys updates. Pulling back for sure. The veil. Uh, all right, Kate. What else is happening in um, pop culture? This is a new segment for me. People that are couples that I had no idea were couples. Yes. Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg. You didn't know that? No. Where was I? Why did nobody fill me in on this? Yes. Well, you've been out of the, the country. In- well, the internet failed me. Yes. Clearly, that was not in caps. Have they been. are a couple. That he's from Boston. She's from Illinois. I. I feel like there are a couple of lovebirds. Well, I feel like he... she she really is under the radar for I, she she does take some heat, but she's under the radar for loathsome women. Like everybody hates Gwyneth Paltrow and Anne Hathaway, but like Jenny McCarthy mm-hmm. probably should be number one, right? Uh, yeah, the, there's here. actually a website that someone sent me before. It's called like Jenny McCarthy Death Count or something, and it's like every every. Um, yeah, she's the kid. reason for all the, this smallpox. The, yeah, that's and died from a treatable illness that they oh, could have been vaccinated against yeah. since she started speaking out against vaccinations. Yeah, not vaccinating is stupid. Yeah, I'm just put it on the of record. course. Um, anyway, he proposed just recently um, with some signs. Um, oh. Each one said, had one word on them. I, uh, will you marry me? Unfortunately, Donnie misspelled Mary. He spelled it Mary, M-A-R-Y. <laughs> Like I said, he's from Boston. Yeah. He was in New Kids in the Block. That's right. Was he? Yeah. Yes. He Because Mark Wahlberg was the New Kids brother. I thought there might have been another brother. I don't know. There is another one. There is? Really? Was he in New Kids on the Block? 
Isn't there three of them? I don't know. I you only know what they're not? Is tall. <laughs> That's right. No. They're they're wee little guys. Well, good for them. I hope they have a long, happy, I, loving I, relationship with I lots hope, of deep conversations about I don't, ethereal I hope, I hope, subjects. I hope they end up on season six. I'm of sure VH her couple therapy. I'm sure her <laughs> fart jokes are going to be really hilarious as she hits the wall each year. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Her the if she hasn't hit the wall, the the, the wall is impending. That's right. She's for she's, sure. She's, it's looming like Pelly Lindbergh from the the old Pittsburgh Flyers goalie that hit the wall. That's <laughs> that's, that's an old that's old a... reference from a guy who drove a, uh, a Lambo into a wall in the mid eighties. <laughs> I think it might have been a Porsche, but uh, right. yes, awesome. I, I get it. Yes, uh, very very uh, prescient topic there, Ed. Yeah, there you uh, go. Oh, Topical. Okay. Kate, what else is going on in pop culture? Are we are we talking Bachelorette? I think that yeah, I think that's it. I think should we move to Ed's favorite show? Yeah, Ed loves The Bachelorette. He I know he, he can't wait to talk about it. Pays close attention. He knows what's happening on The Bachelorette. He, tweets, he live tweets it. He does. <laughs> Tell me how many Kate. how many sub how many people are left? There's, I, I like there's, to know like the the, the, the nitty gritty. There was Ooh. nine. Um, there was nine, but at the end of this episode, she sent three people home. She called an audible, Ed, and rather, she was only due to send three, and she's like... No, one, and she sent three Oh, home. yeah. She was only due to send one. She sent. She said, fuck it, I don't need a cocktail party. No they cocktail blew party. off the cocktail party, which I eat. if I was going home, I'd be like, oh, nah, I'm getting my drinks. Yeah. Like, I know I'm going home. You can, you can kick me out, but I was promised drinks. I yeah. was promised a cocktail party. Give me my drinks. <laughs> Let me have my drinks. Um, so... Kate, what happened on the show? Um, okay, so this week they're in Marseille in the south of France. Nice. Yes. France. France. Um, I don't know. I'm just starting to notice, kind of notice Andy's little, kind of got baby teeth. She does have, she's, she's still fine. And Is she, she gummy or just baby no, teeth? Not gummy. She's like teeny teeth. She's just, got little teeth. Yeah, she's got little baby teeth. And she also sounds like she has a stuffed up nose when she talks. She, that I have noticed. She's got a little bit of coke nose, yeah. Yeah, coke nose. For sure. Uh, anyway, so it starts off, she, she has the obligatory sit down with Chris Harrison where she, he asks her if she's fallen for more than one guy. And of course she admits she is. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, first one-on-one date is with Baseball Josh, the hashtag athlete. She's way into him. He, she, She's into athletes. She and, keeps saying, you're my type. And now, he talks he, all street. Obviously, if the show is going on right now, even if it was taped a few months ago, he is not currently a baseball player, right? No, like, he, what, made, what does he, he do? made a transition to football, right? I don't know. He, yeah, I, he, or is he managing his brother? I haven't checked it up. He said something about his shoulder he's got a problem with the shoulder but he did say she's she said something about him and he's like oh is that because i was only a second rounder oh no (laughs) so he's really play like he is every bit the total total jock and she seems to like that she's they look together they look good together though yeah they they match they do match and she makes lots of comments that he's the kind of guy she dates she dates a lot of jocks she's been cheated on She, she said athlete about 400 times she said the word athlete Many, many times, but uh, in the end, Josh, who got shit on by a seagull, also oh, that's right. gets a rose. Yeah. She's definitely into him. She's decided she wants he's the not overnight. A, she wants the she, athlete experience. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she and wants the overnight. And she's talking herself into the fact that he's not as simple as he actually is. Because he's 
That's yeah, yeah, definitely. After She's, their date, that it's become a formula of the show that they have like some singer that I've never heard of, but everyone on the show is always super excited to see. Comes really and plays uncomfortable. Them pri- plays them a private concert for them to dance to afterwards. It's like on every show now. And, who, who was um, the Who was the singer? Well, I don't know. I forget. Yeah, it was worse than Boys and Men. No, oh, oh yeah, yeah, way worse. Like, yeah. Boys to Men you've heard of. It's yeah. always someone you haven't heard of. And yeah, they do, they like stand there and slow dance while this dude plays guitar and sings, and it's really weird. Color Me Bad? I wish. Oh, that would, They'd have to bring a forklift to get awesome. that guy in there. That'd be awesome. <laughs> is he fat? Yeah, he's super fat. I didn't know that. Okay, so there's a little bit of drama. JJ Pantopreneur, who I'm not a fan of, tells Markel, the black guy, right. who I am a fan of. Yes. I think he's like a nice guy, like he's got charisma. What does he have, much, what does he do? Like what's his his deal? He works for the MMA, right? What yeah, he he sells sponsorship for the UFC. Oh, UFC. So he has a yeah. career. I don't know what the difference. He is. has a yeah. career. He's good looking. He's got nice teeth. Nice he's seen, he seems nice and here's my assessment of Markel. He was a little too nice for the bachelorette. Oh, he's way too nice. Yeah. Um anyway, so JJ Pantspreneur Tells Markel that he thinks, in quotes, that he heard Andrew, who, a- Andrew, we're not, he's, he's not going to stick around for very long, no, but no. he's never had a one-on-one date with her. Nope. He's just kind of been on the sidelines. He's guy. on the way out. Anyway, he thinks he heard Andrew say after the first rose ceremony, when Andy gave Markel and the other black guy, Ron, a rose, oh, look, she gave it to the two blackies. Oh my! So JJ tells yes. Markel this that yes. that, he, that Andrew he he thinks he overheard Andrew say something racist, and so there's a whole new spin all of a sudden. Markel's like, "Huh? What?" Yeah, he's all upset. And and, and but JJ even says he, she, he could have said black guys. Right. Well, first but of I all, think I heard blackies. This is what he says. He backs it up with saying, "I heard this verbatim," and then we cut to a clip later, and he's saying. I heard blackies, but maybe he said black guys. So which is it? You think it's verbatim or it's not? Right. How about you just and maybe shut the fuck up? Don't even bring it up <laughs> yes. if you don't know what you're talking about. Seriously. Because you're, now you're causing a whole thing. Who was helped by that? Um, Nick V backed him up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Nick V sucks. Yeah. Normal Nick. He, yeah. I don't think I like him anymore. Yeah. That's the um, guy. Anyway. That's the guy who was who was like uh, who has people who died around him, right? No, that's Dylan. No, that's uh, Dylan the Downer. Um, anyway, I feel bad for Markel, especially about the repercussions of this whole incident. Incident because it seems like he was a genuinely nice guy, and he she kicks him off at the end of the show. Yeah, and she, I feel like she ends up sending thing, them both home. Yeah, I feel like this whole thing had repercussions which weren't deserved. Agreed. From Agreed. Um, and Andrew's definitely being painted as the villain, but the thing is, he probably did make some kind of comment. Maybe it wasn't Blackie's, but he didn't explain it when Markel confronted him. He wasn't like. He was just like, I never said that. I would never say anything like that. It was a little curious because he's like, weird. that's bullshit. This is bullshit. And I try to put myself in that position and I'd be I'd be like, fuck that. Who told you that? I have the right to know because that's a oh, lie. I, oh, I want to know. And too. someone's lying about me and I have the right to know who it is and confront that person. He wasn't and he didn't do that. Yeah. He didn't do that. He wasn't pissed enough. He's like, he did say it's bullshit and I, I sort of believed him, but he wasn't vociferous enough in his denial. Uh-huh. Then there's a really lame group date where they dress up as mimes because they're in France. What? That's what all yeah. French, that's what all see, French people see what you're missing, mimes. 
They went out and mined yeah. on the street. Oh, yeah, dressed up. Yes. Yes, the out street in like a, mine. A public, Nobody likes a mine. Public square. No. It was stupid. It was boring. Yeah, they was, mimed the fuck. We should have fast-forwarded that part. I mean, I guess it was supposed to be funny, but mimes aren't funny. No. E- ever. No. Not, um, there's not one person who loves a mime. No one. No. No, no one likes a mime. Really a bad. Mrs. Mime doesn't like a mime. No. Um, Their moms don't am- like mimes. No. <laughs> Nick V was really not into it. Like no, he wouldn't definitely. even try. He didn't like, try and that he, he lost there, points like, with Andy because he yeah. didn't he didn't mime hard enough. He yeah. wins points with me for not being into <laughs> being a mime. Of course. Um, okay, so after the bad miming there's the cocktail party, which you know, the group date out there was always a cocktail party afterwards. Um, and there was a bit of a bro fight brewing here between Cody, aka Malcolmore, and normal Nick. Cody's upset that Nick clowned him a little bit because Cody's always saying how thankful he is to be here. And apparently Nick kind of made a joke about it at one point. And was like, what's up, thankful guy? Hey, don't make fun of me for being thankful, man. Yeah, like, I'm it's thankful. One, it's one thing you don't make fun of. Yeah, what? he was re- he had been disrespected because somebody yes. made fun of him got, for saying he was thankful. He got all upset. Um, and then the guys kind of gang up on normal Nick and say that he's kind of arrogant because he's always saying that he thinks he's the front runner. Because so what? This is the part of the show where all these guys start acting like chicks. Yeah, they're like bitches. Who, you know, they, they start behaving like, like women. Who do you like out of this group? It sounds like they're all awful. Are there, are there any good guys left? I'm, I'm, I'm a Chris the Farmer guy. I like Chris the Farmer. I feel like he stays out I of like the fray. I like him too. I think we just haven't gotten to see enough of him. I, didn't, I never saw that date though. Yeah, he's he stays sort of out of the mix. He might be a little boring for her, but he's definitely, you could see him on the cover of People Magazine for sure. He's very good looking and that's 80% of it. So uh, all these bros are now getting jealous and catty. No one's allowed to say if they think they're the front runner because this upsets everyone. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Cody was so not having... Oh, thankful, man! <laughs> right. Um, and then Cody is kind of a bitch. He goes and tattles on Nick V to Andy. Yes. He tells Andy yes. that she was he was picking on him and making fun of him. And so, of course, she's now like try, thinking twice about Nick V. So she takes him aside, Nick V, and he kind of explains it away and down. He, he admits that he did it, but he downplays it. He's like, it was fine. We tease each other. Like, he got upset, you know. No big deal. Then he reads her this awesome poem, which I'm going to read you. Andy, when I see you smile. Oh, sorry. I'll start again. Andy, when I see you, I smile. When I see you, I blush. When I see you, I get nervous. When I see you, my chest bursts with excitement. When I see you, I see beauty. When I see you, I see strength. When I see you, I see purpose. When I see you, I see a future. You read Good that to her. God. <laughs> I, just, I, I thought what? you'd like that, Ed. Deuce chills. Wow. I just, I just ejaculated. Um, good poem. Her and face I love, is priceless. I love she all has no words. Personalized the Andy part. He had that shit written, that garbage poem written. Oh yeah, he, years he, ago. He, he wrote it in college and worked it on like twelve chicks. Her right. face is literally like she's has no words. She just kind of sits there smiling, like she doesn't know what to say. And eventually, she's like, "Uh, or are you going to kiss me or what?" Yeah, she, he he just poemed himself to the next vote off for <laughs> sure. You could tell because they kissed, and she was like. Pack and back away, pack and back away. She's not into him. I don't know, though. I think he's going to stick around. I think she's. Conf- she says she's conflicted. She's like, things got real complicated with Nick tonight. Real complicated. Oh, my God. I, I have a question. I'm just clicking around. Do you have any information on the guy named Dylan? Yeah, he's the one that has the dead siblings, Dylan the Downer. Oh, because oh, I just saw his favorite drink is apple juice. 
<laughs> yeah, we think. And his favorite activity is Connect Four. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and he looks like he's been, he looks like he hit the roids as well. He's yeah. all roided same, up. The same, the same favorites as my six-year-old son. <laughs> he loves apple juice. Like apple juice and connect four. Yeah, he rocks tight V-neck t-shirts with a tight cross chain, uh, like around his neck. Yeah, he's from Boston. Yeah, he's from Boston. Oh, um, Andrew, Andrew, and Andy have like a sit down as well, and he basically says that. In as many words that he's done. Like, he can't take it anymore. Yeah. Everyone's picking on him. You know, What's with all these guys out. complaining? These are They're a bunch of bitches. Yeah. yeah. So, she hears that, and guess what? She doesn't give him a rose. Yeah, he, he basically quits. But he, he wasn't going anywhere. He was the least good looking of all the guys. He didn't seem to have much of interest. Um, he hadn't been on any individual dates. The, the dark horse is still boring Brian, the basketball Coach. He gets the second one-on-one date with her. They cook frog legs, Ed. Yeah. Because wow. they're in France. They're in France. <laughs> oh, exactly. It doesn't go so well, though. So then he has to take her to um, a restaurant. And... Favorite movie is Heavyweights. <laughs> I thought his favorite was The Notebook. Oh, that's right. No, Yeah, The Notebook and Heavyweights. And The Bible. Oh, and Heavyweights. Wow. <laughs> a lot of range. Yeah. Although he does, on the date, he does take her into the ki- into the kitchen in the restaurant or, or around the back and gives a laser kiss on her, which she seems to really respond to. So he's still very much in the running. Not good looking enough. Rock, enough. Rocking he, a V-neck sweater with no he, undershirt. Yeah, he cannot. If I had to he, guess, yeah, he's, a hot lawyer Philly. is not marrying a basketball no. coach from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. No, that doesn't wear a shirt under his V-neck. Definitely not. He, he cannot be on the cover of People magazine. <laughs> no, I still think Patch, Pat, I'm uh, sorry, um, Josh, the baseball player, Yeah. Um, Marcus, who we didn't see much of in this yeah. um, episode, but she really likes him. Was that Maybe another black guy or? No. no. Just Marcus, like, a white person. Mar- Marcus with no personality. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. And Nick V, I think, are the um, are still the three front runners. Yeah. You mean Marcus, whose favorite band, oh my God, <laughs> three favorite musical artists, Third Eye Blind, Coldplay, and Enrique Iglesias. Oh, yeah. oh come that, on. That's, that's not that, even. That sounds like him. Wow. Enrique Iglesias? <laughs> Whoa. Third Eye Blind? Coldplay? Coldplay? Coldplay's not the worst of that group. Well, Third Eye Blind is terrible, but they haven't been a thing in 15 years. Which makes it even worse. How, like, like, he's still a hardcore fan of a thing that's not a thing and, anymore. Enrique Iglesias was, yeah, like, never right. a thing. That's yeah, amazing. and his hometown, this is an actual town, his hometown is Medicine Hat, Alberta. Oh, I hope oh, he's Canadian! Yes. Yeah. Oh, boot. nice guy. <laughs> wow. Nice guy. Um, so, yeah, so um, she sent, so she cut the cocktail party, and, because um, there was all this drama, and she's had time to think about, you know... Some people that she wants gone. So Patrick from here in Orange County, gone. Andrew. Band tattoo. Yeah. Andrew, which was coming anyway. And sadly, Markel, who I think never really got a real shot. Yeah. I, I felt bad for he was sab- He was sabotaged. A little too nice for The Bachelorette. Way too nice. He got real teary when he heard that comment about Blackies. Cried like, a couple times. He, he got a little upset. And he was upset when he left. And I feel like he's not doing too badly in the postmortem. No. So, and, and doesn't it happen that path. one of the losers becomes the next Bachelor? Like, they just keep choosing well, losers? Yeah, yes. and I is think one, they're resurrecting... Is he going to be the next Bachelor? Or are they... 
No, so that would be a bold move for them to have a, not, a, a black bachelor. I yeah, just don't, I don't think, think that, do this, that this country is ready. I'd be into it though. Yeah, I would. The, I would the too. black bachelor. The black bachelor. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that that's it. That's for, it for the for the bachelorette this week, wow. guys. Uh, all right. Well, outstanding job, fancy. Yeah, it's starting to get good. This is where you know things start. It, it gets a lot more competitive from here on out. You know, it's good. What, having you in studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice looking over here at you. Having you here, doing doing it in the studio. Yeah, I can thanks do it in the studio. For, thanks for much. Yeah. Um, great job, Fancy. As thanks. always, Thank can't you. wait to wrap more Bachelor, more pop culture next week. Ed, excellent job as always. We did it, guys. We go did Kings, it. go! Oh yeah, great. I pay, I pay my bets. You can say that about me. That is for well done. sure. Uh, all right, we're well, gonna put that on YouTube tomorrow. The, the audio. Yeah, yeah well, that's not, that's just not. a picture of you. There's a good chance we do. We lyrics. use it for the cold open oh. the, in the editing process. Oh, here. it's a good idea. Yeah, that's and a really good idea. the problem is gonna be which line to choose because there are like in one verse there are 15 terrible lines. And and he was singing about a man. You were just singing about a man. And to a man. Yeah, I was. Yeah, nice. it was. What well, I I clicked on the video just to make sure I actually knew what the song was, and it was it was staggering. We 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 needed another decade to f- figure out this yes. guy was not Did, hetero. He had to start having sex with men in, in men's room. places. Yeah, for us to accept. Yeah, it. it's like he got arrested having sex with a dude in a men's room, <laughs> and then finally we're like, oh, what? at five yeah. o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Ed, what? that's midnight somewhere. Yeah, there, there you go. He he basically led a trail of donuts so that he would get caught having sex right. so people so he could come powder, out. Powder. First cry for help was when he led a song with you put the boom boom into my heart. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, great job. Uh, let's do it again next week. Sounds I'll good. I'll probably be here. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, for Fancy Sauce, for Ed Daly. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Good work, guys. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye.